Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Koo, and this is the show where I interview investors to find out how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. Enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Koo, and this is the show where I interview investors and discuss how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. Now, today, we are bringing back the Misi Lu. If you want to hear about her story, this is not the episode that you got to be listening to because this is all about the action items portion of this series. Now, Misi left us on a little bit of a cliffhanger saying, you know, you just go out there and take some action. And now we're really going to dive into some of the details and the weeds of how you can get started in investing in real estate and or multifamily. So welcome back to the show, Misi. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Taylor. So about how to get started in the space, I think, you know, before we do any investments, I think one thing you really need to understand is why would you want to invest, right? Under so picture to yourself, why would you want to invest? Is that, <coughs> excuse me, for a specific person? Is that for yourself? And what's the life you want to have? Obviously, uh, you could be happy where you're at, but what's the next level you're trying to get to? And what's that lifestyle like? You most likely, that lifestyle involves some type of passive income. You may be having a job, may have some active management on real estate and et cetera, but you, it involves some level of passive income. The reason I say that real estate in general provides a possibility for passive income that's recession resistant in a lot of cases. So, so once you figure out what's the life you want to live, the next step is to figure out what's your financial freedom number. Like, for example, for myself, um, looking at about $100,000 to start with passive income. So if I were to put an 8% return, let's say a cash on cash return, that would be about 800000 But if I want to put some wiggle room and in case the deal doesn't perform as expected, so I would say I would need to have about $1.5 million invested in into real estate that's cash flowing. That gives me not only the $100,000 I wanted, but make sure I have enough wiggle room for any um, unforeseen circumstances as well. So once you establish that, the next thing to think about is what's your risk tolerance? So how much are you okay with losing today? Obviously going to start a business will invest thinking you will win, you will gain, but how much are you okay with losing? I recovered in your emergency fund etc. or whatever fund you need to put aside. So what's the amount you're losing? What's the risk tolerance? Define that. When will you need the money again? Or is this money just you don't care if you lose? And that will also help you kind of select your investment criteria as well based on the cash on cash return that we talked about. Typically, you will also want to figure out what type of asset. I know in this podcast, we're more focused on multifamily, but maybe that's not something you're passionate about. Maybe you're a foodie, you love food. Maybe you think only a hotel, or, I'm sorry, a restaurant could be good. Maybe you are you love travel, maybe short-term rental or something would be good. Own something that you're passionate about, whether active or passive. So it kind of aligns with your hobby already. So it doesn't feel like work, you know, when you're actually looking at it. Mm-hmm. So figure out. So to recap is the figure your goals, the life you want to live, your financial freedom number, and your uh, risk tolerance investment criteria. And once you kind of figure out what those would be, this is where you think about, do I go passive or active? In multifamily, for example, a lot of times it's larger commercial deals. 
for most of us, we don't have the money to put down a couple million dollars to run and buy another one with another couple million dollars. So most likely you're going to be using other people's money or be passive investor in the deal. So do you want to go active or do you want to go passive? Do you have more time or do you have more money? Even though we talked about the lifestyle we talked about, but is your time really better spent pursuing this actively or is a better time better spent passively? You may be a doctor, maybe a lawyer, maybe you want someone earning really high income already. It doesn't make sense for you to like get into real estate actively. Maybe you can do what you're good at to invest passively. So once you make that decision, whatever that might be, take the time to learn. Learn all that you can online while you network with other people and find a mentor. And when you approach your mentor, it's important that you learn as much as you can before you approach them. Because if someone approaches me, obviously I'm open to mentors people, but it would be kind of strange if someone just like, so how do you do this uh, elementary school style versus, you know, I want to hopefully mentor someone who's like middle school or high school, like they've done their research. So do your learning, networking, and then approach people that aligns with their values and find them as mentors, whether for passive or active investment. And it could be a peer to peer too, you know, maybe me keeping great relationships with Taylor and keep conversations and say, Hey, have you checked on this investment? Have you checked on that investment? And once you've done all that, I think it's time to actually invest. And the reason I laid out those steps is you want to make sure you're investing with a direction, you know, you don't want just today, you may hear on the news, short-term rental is hot, your next day is hot. And tomorrow it could be oil, it could be this, it could be then that. There's always a shining object that can keep you going. And you don't want to be one of those that picks up this and drop that and end up not accomplishing anything. So Figure out your goals and stay laser focused and surround yourself with the right people and then start taking actions. You may not actually invest right away, but taking actions with the intention of investing, whether passively or actively. And as I mentioned in the earlier, the best time to invest was yesterday, but the next best time is today. And I want to reiterate a life insurance example, which is a taken away from one of my guest speakers today, actually. <clears throat> as you invest, the older you are, your risk is going to be higher because when you're young, you don't have as much to lose. But as you're getting older, not just because of the lifespan of people as well, but also because you're more likely to have families, mortgages, a lot heavier costs you have to reset with your income. So your risk tolerance is going to be slightly lower. And the longer you wait, you will age and that becomes harder and harder to take that step. So Take that step as early as you can, whether it's 51 or 50 or 19 and 20, and hopefully educate your kids about those calculated risks as well and help them invest early. So overall, yeah, those are the steps I would uh, recommend, starting with your goals, your mission, and the seller direction and the island that you want to sell to, and figure out what your risk tolerance investment criteria, and figure out passive versus active, learn as much as you can, find someone to mentor you or, or peer mentor as well, and then invest and learn from that investment experience and then grow from there. Once you do it once, you kind of figure out how to do it twice. And in terms of multifamily, as I mentioned earlier, everyone is a place to live. Population in the U.S. is growing and they have not been building fast enough since 2010. So it's a really great asset class to get into, but obviously you have to be careful with 
the sponsor of the market, the loan types, and all those questions, which I mentioned in the earlier video in my website, lifemissioncapital.com, and there's an ebook you can download that helps ask those questions as well. But do due diligence and figure it goes and take actions. Now, thank you so much for sharing from, from step one all the way to the end. Now, just one, one just quick question that I was just curious about is the, the whole idea of a mentor now. Uh, because I feel like a mentor too is like one of the, the big components, you know, whether you're being mentored and going passive, mentored, going active, having somebody to kind of show you the ropes is, is, is a really big component. Now, there are a lot of paid coaches. Let's say you wanted to go active paid coaches or mentors. And then there's also, you know, trying to find your own free mentor. Do you think there is, I guess, a difference? And, and I guess, what's your take on pay, on paying for a coach or paying for a mentor? Mm-hmm. I think it depends on two things. One is, do you have the financial resources? For example, I've attended conferences where people already have seven, eight digit in their net worth. They're like, you know, I don't really want to figure out how to do things. Uh, from someone and try to piece together the information. I don't want to read a thousand bigger pockets or whatever blogs out there and try to figure <laughs> it out. So right. that's how they're valuing their time. But even with that, you still want to kind of figure out who's a better program. Some people are really fast at making their decisions, whereas others not. Because I've been to conferences where people are pitching you know, $40,000 programs. People That was their first time being there, like I'm ready to go. And they signed up right away. But I also have seen people who make great income and they're like, I have, you know, have a pro and con sheet on um, like three of the top programs I've seen, but I haven't quite made my decision. So you just have to figure out, you know, what do you have more? Do you have more time or do you have more money? If the decision is that you have more money, and then you should probably go for a paid coaching one. And you may be involved in more than just one. You know, I've seen people gone to some rock program and then Jake and Gino and then RE mentor, et cetera, and just with different groups, different networks. Sometimes they buy for the network after they get the basics down. But if you don't have necessarily the money and you rather, well, you rather invest the $40,000 into a deal versus just finding coaches, you could also go to, for example, Joby Network. They have a lot of free resources mm, and networks and workshops and also Taylor's podcast. Ah, <laughs> I didn't pay her to say that, but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But basically, places where you can get information, right, without paying, you can get started that route too. But once you um, once you get started, you may realize, you know, your time is actually valued a little bit more. Maybe you will consider a paid coaching program. But sometimes maybe you realize that you already got what you need. You'll start taking actions. Like today, one of my guest speakers, mentioned earlier who shared about the life insurance thing. She actually is a complete do entrepreneur. The reason I say that is she just throws herself in and she learns along the way and she's okay with herself. I'm getting stressed out just thinking of it. I'm getting anxious. Just like, (laughs) you know, just jumping in and not knowing what's going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had mentors. She you know, learned all she can, but she I don't believe she signed up for a coaching program wow. or anything like that. But she did that. And I know people who have successfully done that too. So I would say kind of assess your financial situation because those programs for most people, they're not cheap. But if your goal is to invest passively, I think you just you know try to learn, assess and 
talk to people and pick their brain because there's no perfect investment, you know? The same investment you have, Elon Musk look at it, will have Warren Buffett look at it. They all say completely different things because their strategy is different. Right. So never learn from just one person whether you do that just by getting the free materials from everyone, attending conferences, or attending and purchase all the paid mentors. Those are all valid uh, resources, but just know that no one is 100% right all the time. And there's so many strategies you can learn, so many ways you can succeed. So it's figuring out what works for you, given what's been provided to you. So uh, that would be my recommendations. Yeah. No, that's, that's a, those are great recommendations and a nice little breakdown of you know whether to go with a paid mentorship or not. And I guess like, well, in my case... I didn't have any of those resources. And so I, I just, a lot of people think I'm Jake and, I'm a Jake and Gino student because of my network. I'm not a Jake and Gino student because I just networked with all of the Jake and Gino students. So people just thought I was a Jake and Gino student. And I mean, granted, like, I, I wish I had those like coaching calls and the holding hands of, of getting through to a deal. But yeah, there, to your point, there's always different ways around it. There's a lot of free resources. And if you don't have the resources, you definitely have to take some action and, yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I also want to add, like, you know, kudos to you, Taylor. You are a part of passiveinvesting.com as well. So joining another company and add value to them could be a great way to get started, especially if you want to take the active route, because you're taking a lot more risks, not with just your own money, but with other people's money potentially as well. So rather than finding a paid coach or mentor, you could just work for someone who's already established, you know. Like I met at the conference uh, that we were at last weekend. There's someone who worked for Realty Mongol for a few years and then mm. he left to do his own thing because he felt like he's learned out that he can from the company. So that's also another approach, you know, getting paid while you work at the job that pays you and, and you can learn. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Well, on, on, on that note, I think we just covered a ton in this just short little snippet. Uh, of this episode. So thank you again, Misi, for hopping onto the show, giving us a nice little insight and deep dive into getting started into real estate. Now, if people want to reach out to you, learn more about you and you know, look at some of your resources, how can they reach out to you? Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. They can reach out to me at lifemissioncapital.com. I have some uh, resources on their own complete guide on how to passively invest in apartments. And also like over a hundred questions you can ask to basically do the diligence on the deal and the market and the sponsor, et cetera, when you invest in the deal. You can also reach out to me there by scheduling a call or uh, email me at misi at lifemissioncapital.com. Awesome. Reach out to Misi. She's awesome. A bundle of information. And Misi, thank you so much for hopping onto the show again. I appreciate your time. And this was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it again. And everyone, thank you for listening and have a great day. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got any value out of the show, I'd greatly appreciate if you leave a rating and review on iTunes to help others receive that same value. If you're looking to learn more on how to passively invest in apartment buildings or self-storage assets, click on my link in the show notes to learn more. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.